0: A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, the medicine go down, in the most delightful way. (laughs) I'm the Boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you! (laughs) <laughs> oh All
1: right, it's 10 minutes with the boogeyman. What is going on? Well, sitting here, we, Yo, had, yeah. we had a time change, so I'm actually an hour earlier now, which actually works
0: out great for me. How the fuck does this still happen? Like, where's the old grass on this, man? Like, what, what do you mean it's an hour? So we're at the same time now?
1: So you're, right now, you're 4.30, right? I'm 5.30. Before I was 6.30. That's fucking unbelievable. Because the time
0: doesn't change here. That's fucking bizarre, right? So why why do we do the time change? So I read one time that it had something to do with like World War One, and they were trying to like conserve energy, and like we still do this shit.
1: Wow, I have no idea actually why we do it, but World War One yeah. was a really long time ago. We, we should probably just stop.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think it has something to do with like serving energy during wartime, and then just nobody really like looked into it. And they're kind of just like fuck it. Let's um, just go with it. piss everybody off. <laughs> but I, I guess we do get like some more in day. We have more sunlight, right? Am I correct? Like right now, we have more sunlight.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like it, when you, yeah, you would get more sunlight. I guess it would. It would come up one hour earlier. Well,
0: it is a beautiful day out here, and you know we are working on uh, a sponsorship for Caldwell because he is complaining about the weather a lot. So I actually we have, we worked out a sponsorship. He's now sponsored by Kleenex. <laughs> Dry all of his tears when he goes outside and cries he gets cold. Speaking of cola the well, tears, well, go Yeah, ahead. the tears won't freeze.
1: Yeah. You don't want you don't want frozen tears on your cheeks, that hurts.
0: No, and then everybody knows that you've been crying. Yeah. Well, speak- uh, so what about cola? What are you gonna say?
1: So he he threw my my red bad guy hat in the garbage today.
0: Why? Why did he do that? <laughs>
1: Because Bruno wore, Bruno stole Dario's hat and put it on, and took a picture, which was rude.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then Caldwell threw his in the garbage.
0: That makes sense. It's kind of like when uh, Riddick Bow threw the WBC belt in the trash. He was fed up. Yeah. With the organization. That really reminds me. It's a very similar parallel.
1: Well, I did tell everybody that I will not be making the red and black bad guy hats anymore. We're changing the color because yeah. Bruno put it on.
0: Well, they've been tainted now. Yeah. Can't make it. I saw Bruno shoveling snow today. That was entertaining.
1: Okay. So I seen that too. He was kicking the shovel.
0: Yeah, yeah. He knows knows what to do in a flood. I'm surprised he wasn't like stacking up sandbags and shit for a hurricane. (laughs) They don't. That's true. Uh, So Brad Dario's fighting soon. Hey, what? Next weekend or is it this weekend? Thursday. Fucking right, man. Dario's gonna smash this fucking dude.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be on that groupie Vishon or whatever it is live
0: on Facebook. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll be watching that. I'll okay. probably be texting you because I'll forget that by the time it's time to watch it. I'll just be like, can fuck, will be flailing.
1: Yeah, I'll just do what I normally do. I will send it to you and I'll tag
0: you in it and then you have it. Perfect. Well, I just started sharing your stuff, so that's positive. I learned how to do that. I
1: did see that. That was
0: amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I just share it now. I'm like, I'm gonna share this with my friend. <laughs> so Oh man. So you've been Yeah, s- so I talked to I talked to Mel yesterday, everything's all good for the twenty eighth. Oh, we're on. Yeah, we're on for the twenty eighth. I'll be there. I'm signed like I have the three three fight signs. I've been pretty freaking busy. Everyone's like, Where you been? I was like, Man, I'm fucking training, I got three fights. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been working with Rich, uh, lots, man. I've been learning a lot of shit. Like, we're really kind of kicking it into high gear. We're getting a good flow. Like, it's been really good. And I get to teach. I've been teaching a lot more lately. Uh, I've been working with a lot, lot more fighters. Like, everybody's taking a really big interest in the boxing. It's been awesome. So,
1: that's fantastic. And I seen today that you posted that you're going to be doing like a uh, a fight camp with ten people or whatever it is at uh, Studio Four Athletics.
0: Yeah, so uh, so it's, it's basically just to kind of get people focused, right? So if you jump into my class, like, my class isn't super conditioning intensive. It's not a real fight camp, right? So a lot of people are like, well, I'm a boxer now. I train in a boxing gym. I'm like, well, no, you're not. Like, you have to go through some grueling shit. You got to get the runs in. <laughs> you have to spar. You have to do proper bag work. It's, it's totally different, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get them prepared to spar, right? So it's people who've never really fought before. They want to experience a fight camp, so we're going to do a six-week fight camp, and then they're going to get to spar, and they're going to register with Boxing BC. I'm a certified coach. I can supervise. I can do all this stuff, and, uh, you know, they're going to get a taste of what it's like to be a fighter, right? So a lot of people, they'll, they'll never fight. They'll never experience that, but, you know, they'll gain the confidence from getting the training and, uh, you know, the discipline, and they'll get, to, they'll get to experience it, you know?
1: That's pretty cool. I like that idea.
0: Yeah, so it's, uh, it's it's a fun thing. And, you know, like, uh, you know, I was a construction worker, you know, last summer uh, was the last time I picked up a hammer. And, you know, this is giving me an opportunity to, you know, show people what I do for a living, right? And, uh, you know, and, uh, and get to connect with people, meet all kinds of different people. And, you know, it's kind of cool. I lectured at a university yesterday um, through someone that I met through the fight for the cause. They, they had me come out and speak to their class and uh, you know it's, it's brought me a lot of really cool experiences so that's neat yeah so it's good it's all positive shit right so you can't so here they, I try to do positive shit because you know there's so much negativity around like I was talking to, I'm not going to say who I was talking to but I was talking to somebody yesterday and, and idiots talk shit and you know they ain't around no more you know they've been retired yeah. but you know like do they really learn their lesson or are they still talking shit you yeah. know what I mean so it's, it's one of those things that you know all these people are like like do something positive man like <laughs> quit hating on everybody else and talking shit about stuff you don't know nothing about right that person knows exactly what i'm talking about like we need friends no more you know what i mean like hey, ha, 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 yeah i'm gonna tag you and be your buddy like fuck that shit don't fly with me man like it's serious on you real quick
1: well I, I think if people talk shit that they should talk shit in a funny way so that it's humorous
0: to everybody well, yeah, we talk shit, we start shit up. You know what's crazy? I'm like, man, nobody hates on me anymore. The Simon Skeet fight's time, Everyone's just, like, happy it's happening. <laughs> it's like a big big relief. That was a year of, like, shit talking. And now everyone's just like, oh, right on, man. Like, let's be positive. Like, this fight's going to happen now. And I'm like, well, you know, like, uh, all, the, all that negative energy is going to come out in that fight, man. I've been training like a freaking maniac. You know, and, like, I was out sparring in Vancouver on the weekend, sport a tough guy with... Uh, he had like 50 amateur fights, he had some aspirations to becoming a pro fighter, heavyweight guy and, you know, uh, yeah, it was good man, it's, every, everything's kicking into stride right now, everything's lining up, we'll be ready to fucking rock and roll, buddy.
1: Perfect, and speaking of positivity, I got a cool message this morning on Instagram, on the Spice Light Podcast Instagram from a gentleman named Adam Kaplan. Who? His name is Adam Kaplan. He's a Montrealer. He's a Quebec guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: i got him on my social media. Yeah, I recognize
1: him. But, uh, yeah, he was just saying that he liked the show. He's a big fan of the Boogeyman. And then we started talking about haters, and he was like, hey, fuck them. Who cares? The what music, sorry? We, we were talking about haters, like uh, people that... Because we catch some shit on the podcast because I'll say something stupid and then... Ten people will jump yeah. down
0: my throat, right? Oh, who cares? That's my podcast so far. But that's what Great like, controversy. <laughs>
1: like we're we're on here and we're we're creating something that people like to listen to, and it's funny.
0: Yeah. So if yeah, you exactly. It's like we're stirring shit up. Like that's the nature of the business, right? So I lectured about that, and um, at the university there, so they they asked like how I separate the two. Well, I said well you know, like, I don't talk shit, really, like, in my real life, like, in a negative way, like, I don't try to, like, go start fights in the lineup at the bank, I don't get in road rage, I don't do any of that shit, I save it all for the boxing, because it's all part of it, right, it's all part of the build-up, it's all part of, like, the characters, the controversy, like, people want to be invested, people don't want to see that, like, hey, Johnny, I'm thankful for my promotional company, you know, I'm just gonna do all my talking in the ring, you know, that's fucking boring, man, like, there's a million people who come through this sport that, that have done that, and and, you know, unless you're like a guy like Triple G, whose who's boxing really does pack it up, you know, and has a lengthy resume, you know, like people want to see some personality, people want to see you know, we're about to go fight, so people want to see some shit-talking, it's humor, it's entertaining, we have to do it on social media. It's a big part of people's lives. Like I, don't, I personally, I don't have a TV. You know what I mean? Like, my, my connection to the outside world is social media, and I just started that in the last year, so I was pretty isolated there for a bit. <laughs> but now... You know, like, uh, we get, it's a real-life drama. You know, like, and people get to chime in. You know, you're not just observing, right? People get to, uh, to weigh their opinions. They get to interact. People send me messages all the time, and I'm like, yeah, what's up? And they're <laughs> like, oh, you, you messaged back I'm like, fucking right, man. Like, I'm a real person, too. Like, what's up? Yeah. You know, and then it's, and, and it's kind of cool. Like, it's real-life drama with the end result. You know, much like this fight camp, you are going to fight. Or spar, you know. And in my case, like, I'm going to go fight for real.
1: Simon Keen just started a live video on Instagram.
0: Oh, fuck. Nobody's going to tune into that. <laughs> Idiot. I don't know, man. Let's talk about his fucking shower pics. What the fuck was going on there, man? Who's um, taking those photos, number one?
1: That was... Uh, I didn't know whether I should send the picture or not. Because I, I did make a meme out of it, which I thought was funny.
0: But, uh, it's a great meme. I, I actually... like Anything that people send me... Like I have a stockpile of... Of fucking memes and shit that I just saved for the right time. Like, I have, I think, like 2,000 photos or something like that on my phone, and I just scroll through, like, whenever I need material. I should really, like, organize it, because my Simon Key folder is quite hefty.
1: Yeah, I probably sent about 1,800 of those.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's, he's an odd duck that one.
1: Why would he post a shower pic, though? I don't get it.
0: I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, uh, who knows? A lot of my gay followers says that he messages them on the regular and tries to add them, and they deny it because they hate Simon Keith. <laughs> I was just like, alright. So, I don't know, maybe he's trying to get their attention. Who knows?
1: Okay, maybe he swings that way. Good for him if he does.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, you know, like, I don't know, but opposing like naked, that's a risky move. <laughs> I don't know. It can hurt your career. <laughs> but I definitely, because I was looking at his shit, I was showing uh, Rich something, and I was like, oh, it's he see what is. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> why is he, why is he pictures of himself in his shower? <laughs> it's unbelievable.
1: <laughs> now, did you see his Instagram story when he was assaulting these Cuban kids?
0: Yeah, well, I have other footage of him in a, in a Montreal school yes. assaulting kids as well. Right? Well, he's trying to do the Muhammad Ali thing, which is fucking unbelievable, that he would put himself... In that category I think it's amazing That he would run around With a bunch of kids Like next year, you know He's gonna be in fucking Africa Or like fucking same, same, You know Simon Keen A. Like come on man Like fuck It's just bizarre I don't get it man
1: The greatest thing About the Cuban video was Is he tried to do The Ali shuffle In the ring And almost fell
0: Fucking awkward <laughs> It's funny uh, man, I was watching him Do some plyometric shit With a similar outcome You know, he's he's definitely not a dancer. We can say that. Well, he he's gonna be a runner. We know he's gonna run for me. But uh, yeah, definitely not a dancer.
1: No, uh, he's uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that he's very coordinated.
0: No, he's awkward.
1: What is what's going on with that vehicle of yours right now? Do you have a muffler on that thing?
0: Oh fuck, buddy! I'm lucky if I I'll be lucky every time I make it. I'm like, yes, I got it. I got three hundred thirty-five thousand kilometers on it. Jesus. Yeah, and it's just it's yeah, it's not it's not going down in kilometers. We'll say that, but you know what, it's reliable. you know, maybe maybe Jeep will hook me up with a sponsorship. <laughs> I like I like on social media. I like every every car advertiser. I'm like, hey, send me a car, send me a car. I was <laughs> like, nobody's gonna send me a car.
1: We definitely need to get you a car. Yeah,
0: that'd be all right. Or are you get the tank, man? What's up with the tank? What's uh, what's the situation uh, with? With, you know leasing the tank
1: so you were right i am a little bit obsessed with the tank i enjoy the tank um yeah you know like growing up when you're a kid you play with those little miniature army men yeah yeah yeah. now i get to go run around on a real tank
0: it's fucking unbelievable right. is the tank running yeah we have to wait for the snow to melt is that is that correct
1: we've got to we've got to wait for the snow to melt so we can get it off the hill that it's sitting on
0: yeah but fair enough
1: we're getting close there's a there's a nice layer of ice underneath that snow that needs to go away but I think I could probably fly Bruno in, get him to shovel it out
0: yeah that'll, that'll take till next fucking winter
1: <laughs> unbelievable so in one of our earlier episodes um, we, we had a fan question that asked you if you had any funny stories from football and we, we got the story of the freezing your equipment or your jersey or whatever it was or your clothes
0: Okay, sorry, you cut out there a little bit. So you had a question, and, uh, sorry, start again?
1: So we had a question earlier on, like, when, when we first started doing the show about your football career and if you had any funny stories, and we got the story of the, your, a teammate freezing your
0: clothes. Yeah, that was fucked up. Fucking Charbonneau.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I, go, I got the question again today, so I figured I'd ask it again, because there's, there's got to be something else in there.
0: Well, I can tell you how I got the name of the Boogeyman. Yes. Okay, so like I was a rookie and I lived uh, in this guy, AJ Gass's basement. AJ was like um, uh, an old veteran. He'd been in the league, I think, 11 years at that time. He's like, hey, I'll rent you a basement suite. No problem. And like, so I was young and like I'd go out and party and like, and uh, I'd, um, you know, I'd come home really late, right? He's a merry guy. He never fucking went out or nothing, right? He'd be sitting on the couch and he'd be watching Jeopardy every night right? And so I would always lose my keys and, like, fucking leave my truck somewhere, like, just stupid, like, kid shit when you're partying, kind of. And I would, like, I would always, like, I wouldn't want to wake him up. Like, I knew it was late, but I knew he was up, so I didn't want to, like, knock on the door or whatever because I lost my keys. So I would, like, look in the windows, right? Well, I fucking startled poor AJ about a fucking hundred times that season. He'd be sitting in his chair and watching Jeopardy doing his thing. He'd be like, whoa, what the fuck, man? fuck go to the basement man you're the fucking boogeyman and that's how i got the name the boogeyman right and then what i also learned was is that jeopardy is on twice a day so for the entire football season i thought aj was a fucking genius because he would watch jeopardy in the afternoon and then again at night and so i'd come in and he'd know all the answers when i came in and i was like holy fuck this guy is literally the smartest guy on the planet and then i found out later that Jeopardy's on twice, and he'd already watched it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're literally just lurking outside of his house, looking at his windows.
0: Yeah, and I lived in his basement. Like, I'd startle him, like, I don't know, probably like every three days, I'd come out of the basement, like, get all these dogs, like, it was it was something else, right? So yeah, he fucking uh, he, uh, <laughs> was like, yeah, you're the boogeyman. And that's how I got the name. So AJ Gass gave me the name, the boogeyman. It stuck. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I had uh, the one fight, the one MMA fight, threw it out there, and it's been like that ever since. I was actually thinking about getting rid of the Boogeyman at one point, but it was impossible.
1: I remember we talked about that about a year ago. And you're, you're yeah, well, it's kind of kinda it, like, was like, like
0: shooting now. Like, now I actually am the Boogeyman, I think, right? It's no longer a nickname.
1: It's no longer, like, I, when I talked if people ask me about you, I yeah. always say the Boogeyman for some reason. I don't know why. Just one yeah, of one things. of my
0: buddies. He calls me Boogie. He's like, "What's up, Boogs? Boogie?" You know, it's just kind of coming into everybody's vernacular.
1: It works and it stuck. So, that's your yeah, name. Definitely. That's your name now. And speaking about definitely. the Boogie Man, we're gonna yeah. have cat. We're gonna have hats coming out here pretty soon.
0: Oh, I'm fucking pumped, man. We uh, we've we've, been, we've had some serious meetings. I've actually been talking to a couple of clothing companies. Because I've been getting a lot of requests, and like, to be honest with you, I just don't have time. I don't have time to go out and get everything printed up. Yeah. And so we're I'm, I'm in negotiations with a couple of clothing companies. It sounds like you have a really good lead. We might have to just work with them. And like if this shit turns out the way that we, you and I want it, then you know that might be an avenue that we're going to have to look into. Because people, people are interested, for sure.
1: Yeah, so if you guys want to hit up myself or Adam and just let him know me know that you would be interested in purchasing a boogeyman hat so that we can get a general assessment of what we should order for the first one that'd be fantastic uh yeah. it's a braidwood boxing on instagram or adam braidwood on facebook and everybody already knows my shit
0: oh yeah but oh I th- yeah I, th- hey, I think so what was that thing i saw is, uh, your uh, tag c bossy in one of your stories there
1: Oh. <laughs> so uh I did take Steve Bossy in a story today and it was with the song of the week I want to rock. Oh yeah. So but it was it was a subtle little call out for Steve Bossy. I I guess I can just do it right now. Um we we're interested in a fight with Steve Bossy. Uh we have been in contact with his camp so we're trying to work that out.
0: Fucking right, man. I thought he was going to try to fight Pascal or something. I heard.
1: Okay, so the the Pascal call it was freaking stupid because Pascal's two weight classes under him and he's retired.
0: Fair enough. So I'm going to check out your Instagram right now. I'm, I'm fucking stuck, <laughs> stuck right here. I oh. feel weird because this new fucking social media thing. I miss a lot of people's posts. It pissed me off. Like I go look. I'm like, what the fuck? I got these people posted like ten pictures. I haven't even seen it, man. That's annoying. You have too many Run people on it. Instagram
1: at this point. No, you got what eight thousand people that follow you?
0: Yeah, but I I only follow about fourteen hundred.
1: Oh, well, that's not bad,
0: then. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't fa- I don't uh, I don't follow too too many people. Yeah, know I got you. I'm all caught up on the likes. If you get paid to do a job, don't ask me. Do it for free. Fuck you. Love it. Yeah, respect.
1: I don't, I don't like when people bit. ask me to do shit for like if, if somebody's getting paid to do a job Like if you're shoveling a hole And somebody's paying you to do it And then you expect me to do it for free Like you're crazy
0: Yeah I know that's unacceptable
1: No Don't like that But what I do on the Instagrams Is people that I want to keep up with I just follow them Like so it sends me a notification when you post
0: Fucking nice dude so oh, I actually yeah. have
1: I have that on Simon too because I need to know what he's posting at all times. Oh
0: yeah, we keep an eye on him. He's very dramatic, <laughs> very serious guy. He likes to like post like a lot of like really dramatic fucking like posters and billboards It's like, "Okay, buddy, we've seen that picture, right?" Like at least with me, I try to do something like a little bit different every day because I post every fucking day, and so like I just try to find like different things, like you know, or make fun of myself is my favorite. Those are always
1: good. I'll tell you a story about Simon Keen, actually. Um, so the, the boogie child was trolling Simon <laughs> Keen pretty hard on Instagram for a while, and then he blocked her.
0: He blocked her a boogie child.
1: It's unbelievable. He blocked a seven-year-old little girl on Instagram.
0: She's defensive. for years. Well, she's actually not defends for a senior hits the bag of impressive.
1: She's not bad. For seven, she's pretty good.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I love the old pads. Where I train a couple kids, not that young, a uh, couple eleven year old guys. It's kind of fun.
1: Let's talk about that kid from your gym. What's his name? Irish? Is that what you guys call him?
0: Yeah. yeah, Irish. Yeah, he's a tough little kid, man. He's like he's gonna be good. Like he's got his first fight coming up up in uh, Fort Saint John. They're doing that Golden Gloves tournament up there. Yeah. So he'll be up there doing his thing, and uh, yeah, man, it's gonna be pretty sweet. That kid can rip. He can, man. He's a puncher. He probably won't have uh, as much success in boxing BC as he will as a professional just because boxing BC is kind of funny, right? Like, it's very, very point-oriented. It's very like light contact. Like, it's like aggression. A pro style doesn't really translate into that as well. Like, we have a very professional style. We don't do amateur style, right? So, it'll be interesting to see how he does, but I've watched him spar with all kinds of kids, kids with 20 fights, kids with 30 fights sometimes, and he beats the crap out of them. Bigger kids, uh, pretty much like kids who are older, it doesn't really matter. Like he's fearless, he's gonna be very, very good.
1: hes a, He's got very good technique.
0: Oh yeah, that's all Rich, man. Rich is like fucking do the same thing 10 million times. And it's like, you go over Like you gotta really love boxing to, to you don't wanna do it. Because we, we literally drill the same thing over and over and over again.
1: Well, that's the, that's the thing. what they say is drill something 10,000 times or know 10,000 different things? Well, yeah,
0: well, Bruce Lee had that shit figured out. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, he, like he's more afraid of the guy who throws one kick 10,000 times than yeah. the guy who throws one kick 10,000, or, or 10,000 kicks one time, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's all just repetition, right? Like, I posted a little something. It's like, you basically torture yourself to get ready to torture yourself more when you're getting ready for the fight. So that's basically, you know, that's how we train. You know, we train hard, man. Like, it's, it's two hours and it's, it's a grind. You know, like, even our warm-ups suck. Our cardio sucks. Our abs suck. Like, it's it's hard, man. But it's like we learn, too. And we do shit the right way. And so it's like, that's what I try to preach to the people that I teach. I said, look, I said, everybody's got a different style. I was working with a dude yesterday. He's asking me all these questions. I said, I go, I to be honest with you, I said, I don't know that style. I go, if you want to talk boxing, I said, I'll tell you what I would do against that style. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can kind of train for that. But, you know, like, we have our style, and we work it, and I think it works, and I believe in it, right? So that's what we do.
1: Hey, it's working up to this point, so don't change it. Yeah, definitely, right? <laughs> no. uh, um, have you been watching on the Facebooks for the Super Mario Dario clips?
0: Yeah, I've seen all these videos coming out. What's going on? I like I like I like the he's up tune, he's saving princess. Like, there's a lot of Dario posts. Dario's really gaining some momentum here.
1: Yeah, so we have an internet guy that does does all our videos for us now. Shout out to Derek. Um, so he makes all of those little videos. He he listens to the show, picks out the funny parts, and then and then clips them all together, and then makes a little video for either Facebook or Instagram. Thanks. Nice. So we'll probably Pretty get we'll probably get one this week from Ten Minutes with the Boogeyman. Hopefully. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd like to see that. Yeah. So hopefully we can get that done. But. Uh, have that go away. Yeah, how far are you away from Parksville right now? Are you in Duncan yet?
0: Uh, about an hard half. a half. I'm Duncan Yeah. Right.
1: Okay. right
0: as I mentioned, Duncan, you start cutting out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Duncan, that's fucking, this is a bad spot right here. Well, we can get you All out yeah. of here then
1: if you're going to hit Duncan. We're at 24 minutes, but, uh. I guess we got a couple weeks still until March thirty first. What's that? So we got a couple weeks still until March thirty first until that fight.
0: Yeah, we got a couple weeks, my man. So yeah, we'll we'll talk right after the fight. We'll go there. We'll 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 be live. There'll be a press conference, and like you know, we're gonna get after it, right? So
1: we will be talking to uh, Ryan, the real deal, Ford, today on the show as he's at the airport leaving for Russia.
0: Yeah, he's on his way. He leaves,
1: well, when this comes out, he'll be leaving on Thursday on the on the release of this show. So we'll be talking Bye. to him. And then I believe we're going to get up Friday morning real early and do a Facebook Live with him.
0: Fucking right, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, man. It's a big fight for Ryan, man. I'm happy for him.
1: So just for the people that don't have, like, French TV or anything like that, because your fight's going to be live on TVA Sports, I believe. Yes. Yes, it will be. So, I have TVA Sports. So, if anybody wants to watch that fight, I will live stream it. Sweet. So, you guys go over to my page or the Spice Life podcast and you'll be able to watch the boogeyman fight because I won't be able to be there in person for once.
0: Perfect. Well,
1: that's 10 minutes with the boogeyman.
0: Take care, my man. Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
2: Yeah. yeah, hey, hey, hey,
3: yeah, hey. Real deal with these checks, yeah. I'm just flexing on my ass. Shotty wanna know his next. next. She know she messing with the best, yeah. I pull up on the hater. Man, you got me unimpressed. I. Try to hit me with the pressure, nah. I ain't never getting stressed. No. Real deal with these checks, yeah. I'm just flexing on my ass.
1: Alright, we're on Shoddy the road with the real deal. Next.
3: We on the road, we about to be in the air. You must be excited. Yeah, man, I can't wait, you know, it's, uh, it's about time, you know, and now that I'm here at the airport waiting to get on this flight, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's real time.
1: So what do we got? We got like eight days,
3: seven days? Um, yeah, the 24th, so eight days.
1: What is, what's the 24th? Twenty fourth is a Saturday, so it'll be Saturday, S- yeah. Sunday morning here we'll be watching it, I
3: guess. You know it. Well, I'm excited. It's gonna be a good fight. Well yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Then I'm gonna be coming home with that belt.
1: So break this guy down for us a little bit then. What what do you know about him?
3: Um he is uh you know, he doesn't have a big amateur background like Shootin' did I don't even think he does comes from kickboxing, um, yeah. So fight time. Yeah, you know that's that's pretty much he can do whatever he wants to do.
1: Don't don't really matter though, does it?
3: No, not at all. <laughs> it doesn't matter because I'm gonna do what I do when I get in there.
1: So you got a, You got a really long. Night ahead of you, I'm guessing. You got a bunch of layovers to get to Russia.
3: No, we only got a couple layovers, so we fly right from here to Frankfurt overnight, and then from Frankfurt to Vienna, and then uh, Vienna to uh, Casador.
1: Well, that's not bad at all, then.
3: No, no, no. We'll we'll be there tomorrow at uh, 2.44. P.M. P.M., yep. Woof. So I get to sleep during the night, and then it's all good, man. I took big, long trips to Singapore and stuff, so this is is nothing.
1: So can you actually sleep on the plane?
3: Oh, yeah, I fall asleep. (laughs) I can sleep anywhere. It's crazy. (laughs) Only when I know I'm, like, around people that, you know, like, a plane is all right. I can't sleep in, like, uh, I wouldn't be sleeping in a mall or something like that or in the airport. I can't do that, but when i'm up in the air i'll fall asleep in my seat perfect so
1: who do we got going over with you then this time
3: uh we got coach edwin aguilera he's the the mexican the mexican coach doesn't know how to fight backwards so it's perfect because i just got to fight forward perfect and then uh we got my bro sean he's coming out too he's been uh hanging out with jesse so jesse's been uh you know giving him the tips and the tricks that uh you know, what, what we got to do, and, you know, the game plan, and we're going to get it done. Oh, shit, we got a last call here to get on our fucking flight. Uh-oh. Oh.
1: It's early. Oh, damn.
3: Yeah, I know. What the hell?
1: <laughs> it's super early. Yeah. All right. Well, before you got to get on the plane, it's, uh, what is it, RealDealAthletics.ca, go over there and get your stuff. Support the Real Deal. I'm guessing you got to get on you know? here right now.
3: Oh, man, I didn't even hear you. you cut out.
1: Oh, I said, I'm guessing you got to get out of here, like, right now.
3: Yeah, I guess so.
1: It's all right. Maybe we can
3: do okay, something thank you. when thank you, you have a layover. Pardon me? Yeah, let's do it on the layover. I'm going to hit you up when we get on the layover, and then we'll get it all done. All Sorry right. for the rush. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Spicy Life podcast on the road. The wheel deal's about to be up in the air. We're on our way to Russia. We're there to take the WBA international title, and that is what it is.
1: That's on the road with the real deal. Well, before we get into this podcast, I think uh, we should probably shout out our boy Dario and who's going to be fighting tonight in Montreal. You guys will be able to watch that fight live on Facebook at the group Yvonne Michelle. If you don't know how to spell that, which I don't, I just follow them. I'll be sharing the link. Uh, I'm sure Luke probably won't share the link. He'll probably use my link.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll totally share Tanner's link. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, tune in and check that out. Put up on our Facebook page, too. 100% Super
1: Dario time. Time to fucking smash some heads, so... Good luck to Dario tonight, and uh, we'll get to the podcast now.
2: This is Jelena Marjanovic, eight-time world champion, and you are listening to the Spice of Life podcast.
1: Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. All right guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Today on the show, we've got one of the funniest motherfuckers ever on Instagram uh, and probably Facebook too, but I see him more on his Instagram story being a silly fuck. It's Terry strawson How's it going, my man?
4: Good, mate. Thanks for having me, boys.
2: How's uh, it's Nice to have you. Now we finally got this one. We were we were joking last time because when we had Deshaun on, you did it from your wife's thing, and Tanner's like, "Who the fuck's this Jennifer Wood?" I don't even. Why are people sending me stuff? I'm like, "Oh, that's Terry's wife's man. You got to accept that one. We got to get that that one going so we can get
4: the show on the road here." Well, we have to have a little confusion at the start of each one, I guess, don't we, for? Mm. Sounds sounds like a porno star name. So, what's going on?
1: Well, what's going on, Terry's? We're talking to you. And uh, you have a ton of shit we have to talk to you about because we don't actually know anything about you. We do know that you're Gloved Up Promotions, so you do some boxing promoting. You're a fucking farmer. We seen that because you're weeding out all these blackberry bushes. That's it,
4: by accident.
2: <laughs> is that your own? Is that I'm curious. Is that your own farm? Or are you flipping? Are you flipping farms now? What, what's going on? I couldn't no, tell from Instagram.
4: This is um, this is something we just ran into. Me and my wife, like my in-laws, live down the road. And, um, you know, she, my wife phoned me one day last summer and said, you know, my mum and dad want us to put an offer in on this $750,000 house. I was like, well, that's a really fucking cool idea. You know, where's the money coming from for this? You know what I mean? But, um, so we ended up, but with the way it worked out, they wanted a, a chunk. There's a chunk of land at the back that they wanted and that they were willing to pay 300 grand for it. So that left 450 for me to come up with. And by the time I had sold my house in the Nanaimo, we ended up doing really well with how crazy the market was. So we just threw it straight in. And, you know, when we moved in this place, there was fucking rats in here and everything, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, it was like the lady was a hoarder. She had just put shit upon shit upon shit in the house. So it took us three or four days just to clean it, to get it even livable. And then the rats were there for like a week and a half, two weeks, and not paying no rent, you know what I mean? So it was like, it was, it was tough times. But having said that now it's like it's a bit of a dream come true to be honest
1: well because where you are right now is where deshawn did his interview from right
4: Yep, sitting exactly the same seat yeah
1: so like when he was doing his here i was where, where the fuck is this guy staying it looks like the taj mahal it's nice in there mm-hmm.
4: no it's a it's we, it's like a, it's an older home it's built in like the 60s or something like that but it's um it's funny what a lick of paint can do to be honest my dad was a painter so he's been over and painted and it looks it looks clean and um, looks clean and nice now you know and it is it is very spacious like more space than we need right now but we're hoping to make this property like what sustains us as a as a family you know soon so i'm just i'm not, I'm not into killing animals so i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do so i don't know you know we'll see we'll see you but uh,
2: some vegetables and eat like me
4: that's what i'm gonna say i don't want to go like full vegan i don't think i've got the bottle to do it just yet but i don't eat much red meat because jen jen's like that and uh, so well, we'll see you know i'm a hypocrite because i do like a steak now and again and all that you know what i mean but i just like me doing it myself i, I just couldn't couldn't stomach it so we'll see
2: so i always say tanner's always bugging me like you should pick up a hobby go hunting and i was like fuck off man i get my meat from the grocery store like a normal person
4: <laughs> i know but it's just and you know but the way i was programmed as a kid i was more comfortable eating a snickers than an orange or an apple meat you know what i mean just because the way i grew growing up in the city which is terrible isn't it and I'm still that way with going with my me, meat. Me. Obviously, it's better if Tana goes and plugs something in the bush and cuts it nice for us. That's probably better for us, isn't it? You know, but at the same time, I don't want to drag it. I don't want to drag it with him. I'll be tears coming down my eyes, dragging it back to the truck with him and everything. You know, it does feel terrible. So, I don't know.
2: Well, I'll make it. I haven't, it. I'll make I haven't it. had meat or anything in, in like three, three and a half weeks. I've just been. Crazy. No, no eggs or nothing. I've been eating these beans. Man, I got terrible farts, though. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> All the time, Tanner's <laughs> doing it. the same thing now. He had, he tried it today. I don't know why he would. You, you want to know what's up? You're like, man, Luke's leaning out like crazy. I'm gonna try this, and now you're, now you're ridiculous, Tanner.
4: It absolutely—it's yeah, it's tough, though, isn't it? I mean, Ugh, it's you, can, you can, still eat a lot of stuff, though a lot of substitutes, so I'm told. But I don't know, man. Fuck it, it'll be a tough golf. I want. I, I like eggs and chicken a lot. Me, I mean, eat chicken lots. You know what I mean? But as far as the red meat, I don't see it that, that much no more. I don't eat pork either no more. Hmm. I just stopped it's eating a- pork a while ago. Well, how much land do you have out there then? Well, in right, right now there's seven acres here, but which is, I'm not sure what's going to get done with the other five, but I've got, well, me and my wife, I've got two acres ourselves on, on paper officially, you know, and then the other seven is like just attached and at some point maybe her in-laws will want to do something with it, but at the moment nothing's been spoken of and it's still i think it'd be four or five years before it gets subdivided if that if that happens anyway you know hmm.
1: well i'll make you a deal then terry because uh adam the boogeyman braidwood and i are going to be planning a hunting trip maybe we'll just come to
4: your house don't please don't because i've got lots of deer in the yard and i don't want them getting plugged i don't need it uh, on my conscience <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
1: All right, terry tell us about gloved up promotions
4: um gloved gloved ups like the the brain of me and me me and a good friend of mine andrew wild and it basically happened over a, over a joint and that just in the living room having a cup of tea and a, and a joint talking about boxing and andrew was a um, one of the best friends of mark woolnow i don't know if you're familiar with mark i'm sure you will be familiar with Mark whole Yeah, yeah he's former canadian champion what he was rich's first first guy that came through yep very talented fighter. Uh, for Carl Frotch and Otis Grant. Um, I'm sure he was friends with him. And Aubrey Morrow was a good friend of mine. And, you know, we were sitting talking about how great it would be to see these guys. Because living in the Pacific Northwest, especially in the Western Canada, there's not a lot happening, you know. And there hasn't been, historically, really. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he kind of had the money. And I, when you started thinking about the, the things and the people you would need to know to put, put this event together, and it was like, you know, over the years, I knew everybody, do you know what I mean, who needed to be known, so we just decided to put it together, and um, the first show was, the first show was great, and it was, you know, it was a learning experience, but the best thing about that, we had Shane on the card, you you know, Luke, obviously, you know, we had mm-hmm. Mark on the card, we had Aubrey on the card, so, um, and we brought boxing back to Nanaimo, pro boxing, for like, the first time in 20 years, which is pretty cool to do, you know, and. We probably spent way too much money than we should have, you know. And, but it was just, uh, it was one of them. It's been a crash course. We've done three shows now. We're planning another one later in the year. And, you know, it's a difficult game, isn't it? You know what I mean? To so people, everyone thinks everyone's got an idea of you should do this and you should do that. And, like, you want to explain to them sometimes, well, you know, I could have done that. But then so-and-so fucking runs this business. And if I don't buy that off so-and-so when I can't deal with, you know what I mean it's all kinds of politics and things that people just don't always think of so you know um, we gotta we gotta tighten it down this time we're looking to do a pro-am this time to make it more sustainable like we don't want to make money but I, I don't want to fucking lose hand over fist all the time do you know what mm. I mean so and this is a small area too but one of the main reasons for doing it was that I love boxing and I love going to these fights and it's you, you guys know you guys the same you, you, you're like a, it's, it's, it's our theme park isn't it you know what I mean mm. it's like mm. It's our Disneyland when we go and you're meeting all these new people and you you just chatting shit about boxing all weekend and watching fights. And I just, I'm on a high for, you know, from from the before the way until after the fights, you know what I mean? So um, I just wanted people here to experience that. And I think we did an all, all right job, but, you know, we was a few bumps in the road and a few things that just, like the second show I just got shit all over, but it was just one of them. It was just like a crash course in promoting. So I just took it for the lessons and, and try to keep it pushing, you know, so, we'll see, this one, this one this year should be good, we're trying to use Adam, I had a chat with Mel the other day, and she, she said, um, you know, there's a few asterisks beside the yes, but it was a yeah, you know, we can use them, so, that'd be nice to put Adam to work over here, and hopefully get a few other local guys on the card, grafting, you know what I mean, so, we'll see. Nice
2: life. podcast rolling in, doing some press stuff, it's going to be awesome.
4: Yeah, it should be good, yeah.
2: I think Terry should put
1: me
4: on the card. Who? Me. You. Yeah. Yeah. Get on there, lad. Put up send your resume in. Fucking resume! God damn it! You're on my show. <laughs> let, let Shane.
2: Let Shane beat him up.
4: Well, I would like in in a perfect world it would be, be great to see Shane get Shane get back in the ring. But um, that was one fight on the first show. He had a he had a really tough fight, and he fought Rob Nichols on the card. Yeah. And Shane Shane was just, you know, just getting back in the just getting back in the gym. And um I thought it was a tough fight like when it got put together, but I thought Shane would just have a bit be a bit too big and a bit too good. But Shane broke his right hand in the first round. And you know, um a lot of people like in the crowd were saying it shouldn't have got the draw, he shouldn't have got this, he shouldn't have got that. But I was like trying to explain to these people, I said, this one guy he, like fixes fridges. He's a refrigerator technician or something for a living and I was like, bro. Imagine you had a fucking broken hand in the morning, and had to finish the day fixing fridges. You'd have be having a terrible day, wouldn't you? You know. So then imagine a two hundred pound man trying to take your head off. You know. Like people don't get it. And like one thing I never realised either is that it wasn't just he couldn't really throw the punches when he was blocking with the broken hand. Killing just as much. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, but that was like that was a heavyweight fight that you don't see too often those guys went at it you know what i mean that was that was one of the highlights of our first show there i'd like to get him back but shane's doing really well for himself right now and business wise and to come back and get paid buttons by me to fight's probably not that appealing you know what i mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. well
1: shane's pretty fucking big right now though isn't he what's he at 250
4: shane's must be getting up there yeah 240 ish yeah I think it when he fights, he's a better, more around at two twenty-five, two thirty type of guy. You know, he can move a little bit and he can box. And um, but yeah, and he lives the good life. I think he's like he runs a good business. Him and his wife got they've got a similar kind of spot. I think with some space down by the river. So he's he's like he's he's, he's a country boy. You know what I mean? Well, Terry, I see
1: you're sporting a black eye right now. Tell me what happened.
4: Fucking standing up talking when I shouldn't have been sitting down listening, weren't I? <laughs> Your wife smacked you
2: when you wouldn't help her with that door in the farmyard. wasn't that what that, happened?
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. No, she's a character, Jen. But uh no, I was actually in uh, Rich has Rich been kind enough to let me work with a few um, a few of the newer guys in the gym and us. we were doing a little light work with all three of them and um one of them one of them caught me with a little bit. I think it's one of them, you know, trying to slip out the way and it dragged the corner of your eye. But it's kinda that's mm-hmm. a that's a good one. I'm kind of ugly like that. Close. Jen's been awfully worried about my well-being. But no, but I've been assured of that I'm fine.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're obviously you're not just a promoter, but you're actively involved in boxing too. So you do train.
4: Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a few fights, and I've been a boxing fan since I was a kid. And I just I always played um, soccer not at like not at like a really really high level but i always enjoyed my soccer and that took precedent when i was a kid so after years of like i used to see rich everywhere and i'd be like i'm coming in you know i'll be in soon you know i'll be in and he'd be like and one day rich was like no you won't and then when he said no you won't then i finally went in you know and <laughs> i like i love boxing and that so it took me years though because rich rich puts his bar high you know what i mean so I felt like if I was in another gym, I wouldn't have been as a good of a boxer, but I would have had a way more fights, if if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. But, so like right now, my record's like one and two or something like that. The first fight was like I got cut first time I wore egg gear. Like, I got cut on the eye, and after like ninety seconds, so they stopped it. Being an amateur fight with blood dripping in my eye and that, you know. And then um, the second fight, I won, and actually felt like I was a good boxer and really did well. And then the second fight, that's what I, I didn't get to train uh with Rich I only trained five or six times in six weeks and I still felt like I won the fight, but you know, I felt like I was boxing like I was underwater a little bit. You know, I it was just felt I was just, just wasn't there, you know. But um but yeah, like I said, I had a you know, I won one, I lost one. I had the experience of you know, it was again that was like a bit of a microcosm of a boxing career within the three fights too. So yeah. I got to see like all sides and that's why I think I think it's important though to when you're involved in boxing in any capacity to have to have walked the walk even a little bit you know what i mean like you know some of these boxing guys have got some nerve you know like you know dan rayfield for instance at espn he'd be talking shit about fighters or whatever and probably probably never put a glove on one time in his life do you know what i mean like and i think once you have put the gloves on you don't want to be disrespecting people like i can i can say stuff about a fighter it's not necessarily dick riding but without putting him down i can say like you know he could do this or he could do that a bit better rather than yeah. saying that guy sucks or he's fucking shit or whatever like that you know what i mean like you want people to know you know what you're seeing yeah. but you don't want to be rude about it because at the end of the day a fight is a man and a man's feelings can can get hurt can't he, you know plus this boxing world's so small you'd be saying shit about one guy and his cousin's fucking right next to you so, you know what i mean So <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true though It's very true um so I, I was actually talking to the guys at my gym uh, last night because we got some guys coming up to do amateur fights, and you said you only trained, like, five or six times for your last one. And mm-hmm. and they're talking to me because I'm picking a fight right now with Steve Bossy in Quebec. We're trying to get that to happen. And, uh, they're, and they're asking me, like, how long am I going to train for? I'm like, well, we're I'm training now. Like, I'm in yeah. the gym three times a day. I'm not fucking around. And they're like, oh, well we only train three days out of the week. I'm like, you guys are fucking nuts. Like it's serious yeah. business. You're getting punched in the face.
4: No, it's a terrible place to get tired. You no, know? <laughs> I've been tired in the ring. Like, and that's the thing now, like I really enjoy moving around and I, but I said to Rich the other day, look, you know, these senior guys, like just leave, put leave them for me. I don't need that. You know, it's like, you know, maybe, maybe I could try and fight with it, but I'm not trying to be a fighter. I've got no points to prove. Do you know what I mean? I just, and it hurts, lad, you know, like, you build up a resistance, don't you? Like, if yes. I get hit on a now, tomorrow, with a big shot, like, in three months' time, after getting, you know, into the movement, that, that same shot won't hurt me as much no more. But, you know, do I want to go through that to get to a point <laughs> where I can... T- you know what I mean? Like, right now, no. I'm all, I'm all good. And I enjoy, you know, because as I'm trying to teach these newer guys things, I'm, you learn things yourself, you know what I mean? And then I'm keeping asking Rich, you know, like, can I do this? Should I be doing this? You know what I mean? So... I've just, boxing's one of the only things in my life that I can actually absorb, you know what I mean? Like, school weren't really for me. You know, I find myself having conversations with people half the time these days, and I fucking can't stay with it, you know what I mean? So, boxing's, like, been a been a blessing that way, where I can actually absorb it, and I actually retain the information that's put in. And you need to, don't you? Especially if you are going to compete or whatever, like, you need yeah. to be taking on everything, because everything that you can put in your arsenal is going to help you at some point, isn't it?
2: Totally. But that I, I definitely noticed that like when when I first came back after being away for like four years, five years. Right. And I was like, OK, I'm going to come back. and You're like kicking stuff. I mean, for me. Right. And it's like my shins. They don't you know, you, you don't feel it. And then now it's back. Like I'll bang my leg at work or something. And it's like, oh, that doesn't hurt at all. And I always think I'm like, OK, when the day comes, that I'm going to retire. I'm still gonna have to have a heavy bag up that I maybe kick once a week just so that I can run my legs into shit at the job site and I won't sure. kneel over and cry like some of these babies that are on job sites, you know. For sure. you can't have that. Thought you used no. to be a fighter. Oh, fuck you, piece of shit, and, you know. I know. Too funny.
1: Well, it doesn't take very long to get soft though. Like you take a few months off and you get soft. Like getting punched in the face is different.
4: I've been soft already, you know what I mean? I was just trying to harden a tiny bit, you know what I mean? (laughs) But, yeah, my my foundation is definitely fucking fairly soft. So, yeah, it's easier for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So
1: Adam Braidwood had put out this thing, Talking with Terry. I haven't seen too many of these yet, but the ones that I have seen are friggin' funny. Are we going to see more of those?
4: Yeah, probably. You know what Adams like, lad. He's just uh, I think he hits me up when he's a, uh, scraping the barrel for it. social media influence. You know what I mean. So, uh, it's just he's a he's a he's a he's a good lad, and he's I I like all that. You know, I don't mind being an idiot. You know, it's just sometimes I do it for myself. First thing in the morning, like I'll post a video just so like, you know, I've like I've ridded myself of any like pride straight from the get go. Do you know what I mean? Like, and just uh, just make a joke of it. You know. You can have, like, me, I'm one of them types of people where, like, in the winter, I can get, like, seasonally depressed if I'm mm-hmm. not careful, you know what I mean? It can get me down, and, like, I don't mind saying that. Like, I can get very in myself. So, you know, I just love any opportunity. I've always been a, I've always been a class clown, and that's one of the things with me too is that, like, I'll be a class clown until it's time to get serious, and some people have a tough time differentiating that, do you know what I mean? But I think we can all be dickheads and then be serious when we need to be, do you know what I mean? So,
2: Yeah.
1: All right, next question. Mr. Deshaun Johnson, what is your relationship with him? Because he was at your house, obviously. Did he stay there?
4: Yeah, me and Deshaun go deeper than the ocean, lad. You know what I mean? That's, that's my me brother from another. Um, he's, you know, we met, what, 10 years ago through, through boxing. And, you know, he's just got a great sense of humor. Like, he's one of the only friends I've had in my life where, like, like one day we were driving down the road and I can't even tell you what we were talking about because I forget, but we had to pull over because we were crying in tears with laughter. We had to get off the road because we couldn't couldn't see what we were doing. Do you know what I mean? Deshaun pulled over to the side of the road, one wanted, of wanted them friendships, but then there's been a lot of, um, you know, we've had a lot of ups and downs and, you know, I I didn't always see eye to eye with the way his career went, you know, like that's a, that's a top of the range fighter right there, you know what I mean? And the numbers, the numbers lie. Yeah. Blatantly to your face, you know, and you know he's had a part to play in that, and then there's been outside influences in boxing that we're all very well aware of that, have, you know, had influences in that too. But yeah, you know, um Deshaun's, uh, Deshaun's my brother, man. You know what I mean? Like that's basically that's it. You know, I haven't spoke to him now in um, a couple of weeks. he actually left before the before the fight. You know what I mean? He yeah. left. He didn't finish camp here. He felt it was best to go back to California. So, and I haven't spoken to him since. You know what I mean? And I'll, but I'll speak to him. I'll speak to him at some point. I'm sure. You know.
1: Uh, did you watch the fight? Obviously, you watched the fight.
4: I couldn't. I couldn't watch the fight because it wasn't um, wasn't available. I don't know if you guys found a stream or something, but I couldn't get one. No. Um, it was always going to be a very, a very tough fight. You know, David. Did is. He's a he's a fighter that like I would have liked to Deshaun to have almost fought like more if I had a choice of you know if I was at the coach that way because he's very compact and he he picks his angles and uses his shots and you know Deshaun's in with his shots in every fight though you know yeah. I think and he really wanted it and was saying the right things and for the two the two and a half weeks that he was here I seen him saying like I'd never seen him saying before you know I'd been critical of him and. In the past, you know, I would get on his case and say, like, look, you know, the fuck, bro. And especially in some fights, you know, like, some fights I I had up, up here for him, too, you know. I I didn't think he would take us as serious because he didn't have to, you know. But I used to think, like, everybody counts or nobody counts, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is how guys get fucking upset, and you know what I mean? This is how guys fuck up. This is how you've beat guys, D, you know what I mean? Because they haven't took you serious, you know what I mean? So, you know, but... While he was here, yeah, he was he was working really hard, and I liked what Rich with Rich was doing. They had a they had a solid game plan, but at the end of the day, these are high level boxing matches, and you can fucking lose them. It's just as easy as you can win them. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm.
1: so I I believe the outcome of that fight was a corner stoppage, right?
4: Yeah, Rich um, in New York State, you're not allowed to throw the towel in yourself anyway. You have to give that uh, role to to the commission. Oh. So Rich waited until the end of the round, and uh, so he could do it himself. You know, give him a little cuddle and say, "Listen, we're done here, mate." You know what I mean? And yeah. I think obviously it wouldn't have been easy for Rich to do to do, especially with a fighter like Deshaun. But you know, it was it was obviously the right decision because that's the decision that he chose to make. You know. Yeah.
1: Well, Deshaun's on to bigger and better things, anyway. He's going on Shark Tank with this dog window thing. Well,
4: I'm going to buy two of them. I'm very excited about that for him, to be honest, like I said. I think, and I said that to him a while ago too, And you know, boxing, I haven't been kind to him, you know what I mean? Give him some great memories and some great experiences, but on the whole of it, like, that was a cruel mistress, you know, for me, mate there, so, I think this, I think this is a great, and like, I wish I could tell you some of the fucking, like, the things he sent me in the past, you know, like, ideas for inventions and that, And, like, I've just been laughing my head off, like, crying, gut laughing. And, like, I used to put say to him after that, i say, look, even just because I'm laughing, don't let that stop you. If this is what you believe in, please don't let me be the mate who shats on your dream, do you know what I mean? Go after it and go chase it. But he had some crazy ideas in the past, and then when he sent this one, I was like, bro, this this is a fucking good idea. And, you know, even if it wasn't a good idea, there's enough fucking crazy people out there who love their pets to make that (laughs) just, you know what I mean, like as if little Susie who's got no life but this two dogs is not going to pay $25 each for back-, back windows, do you know what I mean, to to keep these things safe and yeah. I've actually heard stories like within my friend group, like close friend group of dogs jumping out the window and and, um, and getting ran over and dying and like, I don't know if you guys got dogs but like, can't imagine, you know what I mean, yeah. like, huh. so, well. I think it, I hope it goes well for them, I've been saying to them too though in the past that like, give a fuck if Shark Tank like it or not. It's a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just make it happen. Whether these sharks like it or not, or come on board, just just go do it. You know what I mean? So I'm sure we'll. I'm sure that's not the last we'll see a Pika pet, you know?
2: Well, getting on that uh, getting on that show is just going to give them instant, like, uh, exposure, you know, exposure, right? So even yeah. just on there, people are going to look it up, especially the dog dog lovers, because it's said, right, they'll do anything for their animals. So now it's like, shit, this will work and we can do that. But, for somebody that's fought as much as I have and, and 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 Tanner, but looking at him talking about the boxing fight and talking about that, and he just kind of rolled over this Pika Pet and Shark Tank deal when we talked. And I was like, Hey, wait, mm-hmm. back up. And then we talked about, it, but when he started talking about it, you could see the excitement in his face for the business. And yeah, for that that's, part, that's not, what I'm not so saying. much there that that passion's not there for boxing. Like I know he trained very hard for this. And he had said that, that if he doesn't win, like he he's done. Right. And it's like, as soon as you say that, though, it's like you're done already. You want to give yeah, it one more, and I know that he know. trained, but mentally he's like, I want to move on to different stuff because he's not yeah. seeing the success that he wants, which is which I, is cool. I so- think
4: you know, and I think sometimes, like do you know, like me now, it's in a in comparison, like me in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna have to go to the Alberta for a match and, and for get my hands dirty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's with a goal because I know I'm gonna come back with the money, and I think Deshaun had that in his mind too. Do you know, like I'm gonna give it this one crack. If it comes off, I'm gonna. It, should open a few doors for me. If it doesn't, I'm gonna put the money in my pocket to help build the dreams and aspirations that I've got outside of boxing and, you know, so, you know, I always say sometimes you've got to do the things you don't want to do to do the things you do. And yeah. I think that there's elements of truth in that with him too. But at the same time, like I said, you can I mean I've been a big like people make fun of me and say so I've been a cheerleader today, Sean's and I like to think I've been a little a little bit more than that to him. Do you know what I mean? I've promoted a couple of his fights, I've been in his corner for some of his biggest nights, you know. So and I've been just been a we've been friends for so long and he's had my back in dark days and vice versa you know so um but yeah i think um i'm excited to fucking to see what to see what happens with this forum because it, you know it ideas are something kind of special cuz you they wasn't in you before they were in you. do you know what i mean like where did the, where did these, where did these ideas come from do you know what i mean so it's almost like some divine intervention. And I think if you know, he probably he probably's deserving of a bit of luck in you, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm.
1: well, as, as that cheerleader thing, like I get that a little bit with Adam because I'm constantly promoting what he does. Like, I'll have him on the show once a week, I'll, I'll send him stuff, he'll send me stuff. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll post what he posts, I'll repost it. Like, well, why the fuck are you such a dick writer? Man? I'm not a dick writer, man. The guy's my friend
4: exactly mm-hmm.
1: why why would i not help my friend like why would i help you i don't even like you
4: yeah i know what i mean if we're not if we're not supporting if we're not supporting each other what are do we doing exactly mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like so many people are like so quick to buy um you know buy a t-shirt off kanye west or something like that but won't buy the 20 dollars one that you guys are selling to help support the podcast and keep the podcast running you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like people are funny you know, people want you to do well, but not as well as them, you know, kind of thing too. So it's just... Yeah. I'm just, like, I try my best, like, and I feel like that's one of my biggest assets right now is that I can be happy for Mm. people. Like, genuinely, like, you know, because how can you, like... How can you be um, mad at someone for what they've got? and then But the universe is not going to give you something that you're mad that someone else has got. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't be unhappy that someone... Say, I... You know, someone's got this nice guy, like, look at that dickhead in that fucking mic, who the fuck's he think he is cruising in that or whatever. Well, like, guess what, bro, you're not not getting your mic now, probably, do you know what I mean? Because, you know, you've just hated on another man for having that, you know? So I just feel like I'm just open up and just trying to let everyone, you know, trying let everyone win if they want to win, you know? And even if you don't agree with what they want to win at, like, if they're happy at winning at that, just fucking go do it, lads, you know what I mean? Mm Hmm. There's a lot of people oh, that, yeah.
1: that, that, that there's a lot of people that hate on people for, for things that they're doing well, but like I always applaud people that do something. If, if somebody's succeeding, that means somebody else can do it too.
4: Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
1: So like, why not take inspiration from your friends or other people or people that you're close to instead of hating on people all the time? Does make That's any it. sense?
4: Well, there's two ways that there's life the, why not me? There's some guys will look at look at someone with something and think why not me? Yeah, but then other people look at it and go, "Why not me?" Yeah, <laughs> you know what, yeah. You know what you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, and I think your mindset's your mindset's everything, isn't it? We talk about boxing being like eighty percent mental. Like, if 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 boxing's eighty percent mental, like, what's life? You know what I mean? Like,
2: <laughs> it's yeah. more it's more than eighty. You can mental. totally see that. I mean, you can take somebody that lives in the same neighborhood, does the same job. You know, um, and 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 they're way more successful than the next person. It's like they work at the same company. You see this all the time. These similarities, and you're like, well, why is that guy doing way better, earning the same amount of money? You know, has the same house, and he just, oh, he's lucky. No, nah, he just thinks differently, and he gets up yeah. in the morning, he works harder, he finds good opportunities, bounce around. You know, and and it's, it's uh, it brings it, it brings it back to you. You know, and it's all on who you surround yourself with.
4: I always think, too, as simple as, like, um, you know, like, being from where I was from, you wouldn't walk down the street and smile at people, really, you know what I mean? You would almost have your little dog snarl on, you know, a little bit. But if you walk down the street snarling or kind of, you know, staring a little bit as opposed to smiling, you're going to shut down so many potential opportunities just by the way your face is and, you know, the way you're carrying yourself, you know? So you, and you just never know. Like, I've, I've had chats with people on the plane that have led to friendships and stuff like that, just out of the blue and just, you know, just in different places across the world. And, like, we went to Brazil with Desha, and i still keep in touch with kids we met in Brazil and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's just, oh, just try, try, try your best to be open. Because when I was a kid, I just I had big teeth. I didn't like smiling and all that. You know what I mean? I was always, like, angry at the <laughs> world all the time. And then, like, I noticed as grow up, like, you want to fucking smile more, mate? You know? It's better for
2: you. Yeah, Tanner, why don't you smile more?
1: <laughs> People like me just the way I am, man. See you. Terry, how is... so? Can I
4: ask you a question? And all this is about, about me, but like yeah, go. You fought as well, Tanner. Yeah. Yes. Because I know Luke, you fought, you fought chained, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I fought chained twice, but in you'd, kickboxing. You'd, but yeah, all my fights were kickboxing. You beat chained, didn't you? Well, you have to ask Rich that because he doesn't <laughs> think so. But yeah, I did. Yeah, twice. I got a draw. I beat, I beat him once in Red Deer, and then we fought in BC in uh, Vancouver, and we fought to a draw. But, and I said that to Rich, I said, he elbowed me in the first round and split my eye for, for 10 stitches, and it was a foul, and the ref gave him a point off and gave me a point off because he dropped me. But I was like, he dropped me with an illegal blow.
4: so technically
2: like you know i shouldn't have lost the point if i didn't lose the point i would have won the fight it went five rounds because i couldn't see out of my eye right and that was in the first round they tried to stop the fight in the fifth round because of uh um because of all the blood and i was like i'm not losing my title on this technicality and we fought it was a great fight like i really like shane and i didn't realize when rich was up there with adam the first time that's when he asked me he's like hey is your last name Spicer? And I said, Yeah. He goes, Do you see kickbox? Yeah. And then he, that's when he said he's Shane's coach. I was like, No way. And so I got mad respect from that guy. Hit harder than anybody I've ever fought. Yeah. Hands down. Like, and I fought some big dudes and and stuff. And and his punching power was insane. You know. And like, it, it was it was it was fun. It, they were good fights. You know. But then I did say to Rich, I said, But the reason I beat him though was it was a kickboxing fight, not a boxing fight. So he hardly kicked me, and I kicked him. So that that's why. <laughs> And Mitch didn't like that. Like fuck off! And I was like, whatever, man. So I would never box him, though. That's for sure. I I wouldn't do it. Like, oh, I should say, never say never. He never know,
4: right? But he would murder <laughs> me if it
2: was a. He'd murder me if it was a boxing fight. So,
4: yeah, yeah. he's good. Yeah. So and um, what about you, then, Tyler? Do you, what was your background there? Uh,
1: I started out kickboxing, then went over to MMA. Uh, oh, yeah. For the last three years, I've been up with injuries, had a bunch of surgeries. Now I'm good to go. Doctor cleared to fight, so we're gonna box.
4: Oh yeah, and where's this one at, man?
1: Uh we're hoping to get uh, Steve Bossy in Quebec. That'd be fun. Just because Thanks. he's only had one boxing fight, he's got a he's got a fairly lengthy MMA background, but he doesn't want to cut weight. I don't want to cut weight. He wants to fight. I want to fight. So we might as well get it on.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> I don't know if he wants to fight me, but he wants to fight somebody, so hopefully I can be that guy.
4: You guys are going to be there in June, obviously, when Adam fights this Simon. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I might have to try and make that trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. Talking with about, Terry. I'd... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might have to. I don't know much about Simon, to be quite honest with you. <sighs> but I know... I know they're similar. I said to Adam the other day, you know, they look like similar, similar guys, but you could just tell he's not cut from the same cloth as Adam is. You know what I mean? Not even when close. That, when that comes down to it, yeah, um, that's the thing. Now, Rich is like, Rich is proper polishing Adam up, you know. And you can see, like, if say i had, if I hadn't been in the gym for a month or something a, a little bit ago, you could see the difference in Adam's progress. The way you you would notice in like your little nephew you hadn't seen for a bit. You know what I mean? Like, it, you fuck, he's grew. You know, you can see the snap on his jabs a bit more, and this and that, and. Um, but I just think with Adam, too, you could polish him up to to be a great boxer. But then if all, all else fails, you can just say, go fight, mate. Yeah. You, just, you know what I mean? He's got that, like, if, we, if we're 3,000 years ago, that man's, a, that man's a gladiator in Italy somewhere fighting lions and tigers and all that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So
2: Yeah, and Simon's had, some spoiled little rich princess hiding out in his mom and dad's castle. The fucking guy lives in his parents' basement. He's, like, 30 years old. You know, I'm gonna train like Adam's out there making it work. Like he's had everything handed to him on a silver platter, and he's he's in for a world of hurt come June, I think.
4: Yeah, I think he's in for a bit of an, a real awakening. Um, Adam doesn't think he's taking him seriously as he should do. I, I don't think, but I would think that would be a terrible mistake on his behalf. Uh,
1: at the end of the day, though, Adam doesn't need to worry about if Simon's taking him seriously. He just needs to go in there and get business done. Make that guy eat canvas so that he stops taking naked shower photos and putting them on Instagram. I'm sick. (laughs) Does he do that?
4: that? Is he one of them?
1: Fuck! I'm sick of seeing that shit.
4: (laughs) Like we're we're talking, I do some questionable. I've got some questionable behavior on Instagram, but I won't be taking (laughs) shitless tops with the towel, like you know, the top of the pubic first, showing and all.
1: Oh, oh no, no, Terry. We're talking like he had another gentleman in the shower with him take a full-on ass shot like full back
4: i can't get behind that N- no.
1: trust me i'll literally. never get behind that <laughs> Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> all
4: right
1: did i ask you about the michael buffer thing yet i don't think i did
4: oh no um i'm not sure what's going on with that really um that was just a I mean I'd always joked around in the gym and stuff, messing, announcing that you know, when, when the lads would start sparring or something, I would do something joking around but I'd never really give it serious thought and when it when it came about, um it was actually good that Deshaun was here because how many how many friends you'd have at this at this age who are willing to play dress up with you in the basement and fucking do a video for a buffer competition and probably few and far between, aren't yeah. But he, he was he was adamant on going all out and putting the extra on it and We'll see. I think it was nice to get the response from Eddie Aaron and nice to get a little response from Buffer. So I think that's got to stand for something. But I think we'll find out like next week. But the, the actual video with all the views and everything has gone from Deshaun's Twitter. So I hope... Um, you know, I kind of hope to see. But if, if not, like I said, I don't know. It'd almost be like a bit of an inconvenience to have to go to England right now to do this, the way my life is. But it'd be a cool, a very cool inconvenience. Do you know what I mean? So we'll see. I, I hope to hear back... I, they did message me originally and say, are you UK based? And I had replied, I said, no, but I said, given the opportunity, I would, I would pay me own way, you know, Yeah, yeah. kind of hoping that they would see the enthusiasm and offer to pay me back if I did get there, you know what I mean? So, but, but yeah, no, I'll find out next week. I think, I think they, they decide on 10 finalists next week and then you'd be at Sky Sports in England for auditions. And then you think you'd meet Buffett and Eddie and then, the final three would then go on to do um, some sort of, you know the way they do like public weigh-ins and media days and stuff like that you would get in a gig announcing there and then you would get a the winner would get a fight a fight to, uh, to announce a whole card or whatever one yeah. night and so that would be unreal obviously but I don't know whether like it's just like boxing's been mad to me like, like I said to you before I've kind of seen all all angles a bit I've done a lot of journalism and interviewed some top fighters you know promoted a few shows I had a few fights I had a short time kind of quote unquote managing Deshaun as as best as anyone can can manage him, do you know what I mean? Just um but yeah, this would be another another little feather in the cap and another experience of if it if it come off. So there's a lot of positive feedback. I think mine and actually Don Andrews, another guy from Vancouver who's the you may know Don. He he does the voice for the B C Lions and he yeah, yeah. does the announcement for the White Caps and um He's done World Series of Fighting too many times before. Night, really nice fella. I get on with him well. And I think that could be a good, could be a positive or a negative because we're both from Canada, you know. So if they if they pick one, they may pick the other. So we'd see.
1: All right. Last question for you, and then we'll get you out of here. What the fuck well, is with mate? soccer? I, I don't understand soccer. You made a post today <laughs> with some fucking soccer <laughs> shit. I don't get soccer. My kid's going to play soccer this year. I don't get it.
4: Soccer's, um, well, football in England, in it? I call it soccer now because when in Rome. But um, football means something different in England than it means in Canada. You know, football means something different in England than soccer means in America and Canada. It's it's bred into you since you're a kid. And it's like, it's different. It's over here, like, it's like, you know, a lot of kids will play because it's cheaper to p- put them in the timbit soccer or whatever like that. Ra- you know, rather than get all the gear for hockey right away. You know, build the athleticism and stuff. So many kids will play soccer early. But like in in Liverpool when I was a kid, it was like I'd fight you over soccer. You know what I mean? Like we would we would fight over teams and like you know even our own teams and stuff. And you know, you know if you, if you were golden me too too much over like. You know, my team just lost on the weekend against a rival or something. Like we would have fights as kids and stuff like that, and like probably heated arguments. And when you you want to compare that soccer more the way we play it in England. To if you ever watched like one of them 3 on 3 basketball games like in the hood or something like that, where they're like yeah, yeah. elbowing each other and like f- that's that's the way we play the game. You know what I mean? Like over here, you can't now because it's so. You know, and I don't. I'm thirty two now, so I don't really need to be going into mad tackles and getting too feisty because I've got to work the next day and stuff. But yeah, it used to mean used to mean something different to me. Do you know what I mean? It just it was. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, like now there's something going on actually in England right now. There's a team called West Ham, and the chairman, the fans aren't happy with the chairman. Okay. But if the fans don't want them that chairman there, they'll get him to sell the club. You know, they'll put so much pressure on that he will sell. And it's not like the NFL. If the, the city don't like the the owner, will take the NFL team and move it to a different city and say fuck yeah, you you can't do that in England. They're ingrained in the community. So it's like I say, it's something, um, it's like a religion almost, you know, but I don't, I don't want to get into fucking religion at the end of the podcast. I Do it, you know what I mean? But <laughs> it's something different, lad, you know, it's it's a different one.
2: I was going to say, you started the show talking about veganism and you ended on religion. I love religion, something. we just covered it. <laughs> <laughs> like, in
1: in my opinion, the greatest soccer player of all time is probably Vinny Jones.
4: Yeah, Vinny's a legend, let's be honest. Vinny is a legend. And he's a better soccer player than actually people give him credit for because he was such a nut. But you're like, you don't get to the top of that, the top of that league. You know what I mean? Being being just a thug. You know, he could actually play ball. So, and he's a character. He's one of them. Like, but those type of characters are dying out of the game now. We won't we won't see another Vinny Jones. You know. But back in the day, like when my dad was watching football, like players would have like, you know, proper fights the way they would in hockey and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't televised, so you wouldn't see it. You know, oh. but nowadays there's cameras everywhere. You can't do anything. You can't fart on someone's leg without getting a fine or something like that. So, you know. <laughs> Luke, you're out. Yeah. Luke can't play soccer. He's not allowed to fart
1: on anybody. He's out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke, you could be the new Vinny Jones and, like, master the nut twist. That's good.
4: <laughs> do you guys know who that player was who, who he was grabbing the nuts of? No that guy's name's Paul Gascoigne, he's another legend, Gaza. he's one of the most skillful players to come from England, but he's like a, a mad character, like he showed up to practice at the, the Tottenham team with a llama or something, like an alpaca or something one day, he brought it to practice, or an ostrich in the back of his car or something like that, and then <laughs> let it run around at saying and stuff, and like he, he was always wow. – he's had a major problem with alcohol, this fella, and stuff. But, yeah, he was one of the best players going. This was early sounds on in like, his career. Sounds like my kind of guy a few years ago. So that, that's why vinny Vinny's grabbed his nuts there to say, listen, slow down with all your fancy footwork and that. You, I'll just pull your dick off. You know what I mean? Like, So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's amazing. And on that note, Terry, we'll get you out of here. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for coming on. Hey, thank you for thank having you me, Terry. boys. Look
4: after yourselves, yeah. Take care. You, you too. You too, Terry. But Take care. All
1: right, guys. That was wow. Terry Strawson. A, he's a funny dude, man.
2: He is. Yeah, I like I like talking to him. We've I mean, talked a few times on, on Instagram, but to talk to him face-to-face now is, is kind of nice. So he's funny.
1: Well, I, I think we're going to wrap this thing up, but we got a story to tell today that happened to you today at <laughs>
2: Starbucks. <laughs> You're such a fucking asshole. So I'm uh, driving... <laughs> <laughs> so, okay so i got bluetooth and i don't like to talk you know with uh you know on my cell phone, so I, I hook it up to the bluetooth because you know drive to stay alive right parker so you gotta you gotta be smart are you drinking a fucking beer
1: no this what is, is a this is a sugar-free root beer God, it tastes like shit though
2: oh okay so i, I drive out to the highway because i want to get a starbucks coffee tanner's talking on the phone i know it's not going to be three minutes so i figure i'll drive out grab a coffee so i uh Drive over. I don't even think I said I was getting the coffee because I knew you were going to make fun of me about ordering a Starbucks coffee. So I, I went over, rolled the window down, and I'm talking to Tanner, and I and it's coming through the speaker pretty loud. And I, order a, I go, I'll get a large double-double, and Tanner goes... Well fuck yourselves, motherfuckers. And I'm just like, Woo, turn the volume down. He's swearing at the thing. And I'm thinking, oh my God. So I get to the till and all these old ladies are looking out the window at me and they're laughing. And I'm talking to Tanner again. And he starts swearing again, going off. And all these people are, are uh Yeah, it w- it was super embarrassing. <laughs> Let's say that. So like what actually happened is I heard
1: welcome to Starbucks, what can I get you? And I just yelled, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> they
2: obviously heard it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I probably spit in my coffee and never even thought to look in there. Probably did. That, that, was, that
1: was funny this morning that that happened. That was, uh, it was great timing. I always enjoy when I can embarrass Luke because guaranteed his face was beat red when he got up to the window.
2: I, I don't know. I'm embarrassed easily, but I was embarrassed that time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and on that funny note, we'll get the fuck out of here. We'll check you guys next week on Tuesday. I don't know who we got on, but we're going to try to wrangle yeah. in the WBCWBA featherweight champ, Jelena Marjanovic. Yes. Um, We may have some funny little skit things coming up here pretty quick. Mm-hmm uh who else do we have that we need to get on this fucking show i don't
2: know
1: well who fucking cares we'll figure it out yeah all right peace. see you guys later